Hey everyone, welcome to the Hope Young Adult Ministry podcast. My name is Carrie White and I get to be on staff with the Young Adult Ministry and I am here today with my friend Laura McEwen and we are talking about a topic that is near and dear to my heart because I have a lot of experience with it and that is counseling. I have done a lot of counseling in my life and we're gonna talk a little bit about some of the questions that so many of us have around counseling. Specifically, how do we know when it is a good idea to pursue counseling so thanks for being here yeah. with us. You're one of my favorite people to talk to. You. I think <laughs> we both, geek out. Yes, we do. We geek out on this yeah. stuff so you get to experience that. Mm-hmm. But I think that counseling can be a heavy topic for some people mm-hmm. and even a shameful topic sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to start out light mm-hmm. and say you are almost done with your counseling degree, yeah. pursuing a licensing yeah. in clinical counseling. Yeah. And I just want to know, what is your ideal counseling office? Like the, you know, that stereotypical mm-hmm. therapist couch. Like yeah. what pillows am I sitting next yeah. to in your office while yeah. I'm crying? Yeah. Well, hopefully not overhead lighting because that's the <laughs> devil. I hate it. And so lamps or um, kind of a living room feel. Like we've turned away from Sigmund Freud who believes that you need to be on a couch, not looking, laying down, you know, but more so just like a conversation and you're just entering into hopefully someone you can trust and just getting to chat with them and so I think that environment needs to reflect that where it should just be calm and casual and not like bright orange or anything <laughs> but you know maybe a nice soft gray I don't know <laughs> walking and feeling welcome yeah. in that space of like mm-hmm. safe space and that home like yes. feeling I love yeah. that absolutely I love that what do you, we get to be on staff at Hope, mm-hmm. so what does your role at Hope look like, yeah. and how did you kind of make the shift toward counseling? Yeah. yeah, well, weirdly, I have been on staff for 16 years, um, so that's a really long time. Uh, the first eight were in Kid City. I did a stint in Global Hope for a year, and then the last remaining, whatever, math, nine years, uh, <laughs> has been uh, um, in care ministry, and so in care ministry, when life is like not going well, people usually come to us, and we listen, pray, encourage, and then try to resource. And counseling is one of those resources. We don't have counselors on staff, but we partner with them in the area. And so, um, yeah, that's, I mean, I've kind of done the counseling-ish field for a while now. Um, I actually started grad school for this like eight years ago, and then there was like a crazy detour, but have just started finishing up. And so now I think I'll be transitioning into the other side of it where I get to do the counseling more often. But yeah, I've been in that kind of counseling feel for a while of just loving people and trying to encourage them in their pain. So, I have a lot of experience being in counseling. I was diagnosed with OCD when I was a kid. I, was not, I think I was nine. And I, so I started counseling that's 20 some years ago mm-hmm. now because I will be 35. So <laughs> 26 years, most math. of my life. Yes, math. most of my life. And part of my desire to be walk with people in hard things comes from that experience and I've had a lot of really good counselors and some not great counselors and that experience and story has drawn me to want to be a safe place for other people. What has your journey towards, yeah, I feel called to be a counselor look like? Yeah, um, so I came to know Jesus when I was 16, almost 17, when my sister's boyfriend died in a car accident and I was just like, you know, one of those times when you're like, oh, people die and life is fragile. And like my big life questions kind of came in that season. And I started going to Hope uh, as 21 years ago. 
And um, I, you know, you would look at a, an 18 year old dying in a car accident and being like, what's the purpose of that? What's the point that's so tragic and so hard? And it is, and it was, um, but I don't know. I think that was where God planted the seed of like, I can bring beauty from ashes. And I just believe that with all of my heart. And there's been times in my life where I've seen it over and over again and in other people's lives. And so I think counseling for me is just like, I can sit with you in those hard things and I don't have to fix that for you, but I can journey with you and I can hopefully bring things that I've learned through education and just life and Jesus like to engage in that. And so I think that's my, my main thing. I have a sign in my office that says pain is real, but so is hope. And so I believe that. And I think that's why God's kind of drawn my heart towards the side of, you know, the field. It makes me think about the incarnation, you know, Jesus coming mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be a tiny human who is also fragile and what that means that God became a human so that he would know what it's like to walk in pain and that sounds like what you're describing as a counselor would you how would you yeah yeah I mean I think people want to feel known and feel like they're not weird for feeling broken and so I guess that's one thing I can offer I I recognize my brokenness and so it hopefully offering a place where like, I've lived life, I haven't lived your life, I don't know exactly what you've experienced, but I know what pain feels like, and I know also what hope feels like, and so let's navigate that together. And so, yeah, I definitely see Jesus having done that and just really relating, but yet also bringing a different perspective, which is good. The redemption, that what you said earlier, that beauty from ashes side of things. What is the difference between a therapist and a counselor? <laughs> you know? Like potato, potato? I do think it is, yeah. I literally had an email conversation with someone where, like, I want a therapist. I'm like, well, we have counselors, but, like, it's the same kind of terminology, right? Like, there's differences between psychiatrists. Psychiatrists have the ability to prescribe medication, and counselors don't. Um, and so there's, like, some differences there. But even, like, psychologists, and, like, I think it's kind of your degree and things. But, yeah, I think therapists and counselors just the term in, in like terminology you should choose to use. Basically the same thing, yeah. just different terminology. Yeah. When someone is thinking about maybe I should see a therapist or maybe I should see a counselor, when would you encourage them that is a good idea? I mean, it, it looks different for everyone based on what's going on with them, but I would say like once you've hit that place of being stuck, you know, like where you just can't, I mean, it doesn't matter, like a friend's encouragement isn't really getting it, or like, I just feel like I'm repeating the same patterns over and over again. Um, I mean, honestly, I believe anyone can benefit from counseling, so I would say, like, literally, if you want to do it, do it, but I understand that sometimes people want, like, a valid, quote-unquote, valid reason to go, and I think that we can kind of get that to those places in our lives where we're just struggling and we're not really sure why. Sometimes there's like, I don't know why I'm being triggered by certain things and, you know, maybe I need to delve into this and open it up a little bit. So I think really if you're at all open to it, there might be a reason and it could be a very short season of counseling. If there's not a lot that's going on or it's, you know, more easily, you know, navigated through, but some things will take a little longer and you might opening this door might open this door and it might lead to a couple other things but it it's leading to good healing so it would be worth doing that i have kind of two follow-up thoughts with that the first being 
I think that people wait until mm-hmm. they're in this crisis crisis yeah. mode, and they're and then counseling sounds like a good idea. Yeah. And I tend to recommend or even encourage if you're in a place where there's a lot of questions or or there's a crossroads in your life and you're just not sure which way to go, or you're starting to see some stuff that you dealt with as a kid or uh, hard things that you went through and you're starting to wrap language around that, but you would like more help and more perspective to do that, that's a really good time. So it doesn't have to be this no. crisis, this is my last you know, ditch effort. Ditch yeah. effort. Mm-hmm. It can be a, I have some thoughts and I'm learning how to be self-aware and I would just like some more tools yeah. in being self-aware. Because if you go then, when you do hit a crisis, because we will, because we're humans and we go through hard things, we have those tools on board already to walk through that crisis well and maybe even that that person that we can come back to later when that happens and reinforce some of those things we've already built ahead of time. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely agree. Yeah. The um, role of a counselor, I think, sometimes confuses people. How would you describe and how do you understand your role as a counselor? Um, I would say I work in analogies. Maybe that's Jesus uh, because he did a lot of parables and such and I just stories help me and so I think the visual that comes to my mind is imagine being in the dark and it's like pitch black and you can barely see in front of your face right like you can see maybe your hand if you hold it a couple inches away from your face and that's how you're navigating life it's just it's dark and you don't know where to go and you don't know what's next and I feel like counselors have like night vision goggles where it's like I can't see everything it's still dark it's not changing that but it's I have maybe my education, my tools, my training has helped me see things in a different way. I'm also not in your life, so I have a different perspective. Um, and so that's kind of how I see counselors is like they are someone to navigate the darkness with you to potentially help you start to acclimate, you know, to your life. And so like just like when you're in the dark, sometimes like as your eyes like adjust, you can start to see like little things that are a little bit further away and make sense of like the room that you're in. And so I don't know if that that hit but like that's the that's the visual that like comes to my mind is like you're just inviting someone who might have a little bit more wisdom or a little bit more understanding or a different perspective you know um to help you with and then you're getting your own set of night vision goggles and you're getting to like navigate things it's like you've built your tool belt you know to navigate the hard things in the future more independently and the because i think sometimes we think about i broke my arm i went to the doctor they fixed it I move on with my life. And so sometimes that's the expectation in counseling is my insides feel broken. I'm going to go to a counselor. You fix them. I move on with my life. Yes. Yes. It's like we should have a magic wand that comes with the job. Like you you get your degree and you get a magic wand and then you can, you know, I say that all the time to clients. I'm like, I wish that this job came with that. And I wish that I could make this better for you. But that's not really how it works, right? Like it's the journey and it's the, the effort and the client's willingness to invest in the healing journey, right? That's going to lead to a lot more um, benefit and healing than if you're just expecting someone else to fix it for you. And then also people think that like therapists, counselors, whatever, are like advice givers. And so it's like, I'm going to go to counseling. They're going to tell me how to fix my life. And like, that's also not what it is. Um, you're not supposed to impose your values on, on a client. And so you can bring up, hey, these are options you have, but you need to feel confident to make your own choices within that. 
So there's a lot of myths though <laughs> about counseling. Yeah. yeah, any other, if this were like myth-busting podcast, yeah. what other myths would you like to mm-hmm. bust, mm-hmm. blow up? Mm-hmm. Not well, what it is. Well, I think for the, in the church, I think there's a big stigma against like, okay, well, if I go to counseling, that means that I don't have enough faith or, you know, my trust in Jesus is not enough. And I'm like, gosh, way to kick someone when they're down. Like, hey, you're already struggling. And then you have people who are supposed to be loving and encouraging to you saying like, oh, wait, actually it's your your faith that's broken here. And that's playing into that. And so um, that the myth that counseling and faith in Jesus are like opposite where it's like, oh gosh, no, you know, like, yeah, I would suggest you go to a Christian counselor, someone who shares a similar belief system so that maybe you're getting good counsel that's, you know, pointing you in the same direction, but it's definitely not opposite of each other. How would you, because that's something I've had to learn through counseling and, and through different Christian or not Christian counselors is how how does this healing process that I'm going through? Because that's really what it is. It's a doing the work of healing, and this is a, a you know kind of a guide, a sherpa, right? Like this is a mountain that I am climbing, and here is a sherpa who is helping me and who has, on some, in some way, been here before. Yes. Maybe not with me, but in in some similar circumstances with others. And how how would you describe the relationship between counseling and someone's faith, someone's personal relationship with Jesus, how do those things go together? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if we are our mind, our body, and our soul, like if that's who makes up me, then it's, I mean, God made all of you, right? And so he's seen all of you and he has purposes for all of you. And so just like you would go to the doctor to fix, you know, to heal a broken arm, there's this whole soul part of you that can be really unhealthy and like our mind, holy moly, like let's talk about scripture that, you know, CBT therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, you know, these people, these founders act like it's their idea. And I'm like, have you looked at the Bible? Because there's a lot of evidence that says, you know, the way the things we think on are powerful. And so that's the whole premise of cognitive behavioral therapy, where it's what you think on affects your feelings and affects your behavior. And so I think there's so much crossover of just like wisdom that God already set out that you can apply and then you can also take in like the psychology research and evidence that like makes these things you know shown to the watching world like hey this actually matters too but um, I don't think it again is like something that can't be melded together it's integrated pretty easily Um, and I think God cares about it I think he cares about how we feel (laughs) and that we're healing and growing and I think our growth comes, we don't grow when we're in, you know, the crisis and the, and the trauma where we're just, you know, laying down. But when we're working on our healing, God's with us. And I don't know, I think he wants that for us. He, what, John 10, 10, the, the thief comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And like, God has this abundant life for us. And why we would not want to join him in pursuing that and just give up. Another visual that I have. <laughs> I can't wait. I love <laughs> it's gonna <more> be, <laughs> uh, is like the boxing ring. And so sometimes I see myself like this, where it's like you, the client is literally the boxer that's in this fight. 
and I am like the coach who like when it's in between rounds, like that person comes up and they're exhausted and it's like I'm pouring water on their face and I'm slapping them, you know, getting them all riled up being like, you can do this. Like you can, you can do this. You have training and we can continue to help you like see a real enemy and fight that enemy but you have to get up and try you know and so I can be with you in that and I can bandage you up when you know you're hurting and you've gotten you know a cut or whatever and so let me get my analogies (laughs) I love that so much because I think sometimes and and maybe it's just western American culture that expects prosperity and ease and everything to feel good all of the time. And so that is what we are going after is to feel good all of the time. And so anything that is uncomfortable, yeah. we push away and we don't want to deal with and put it in this separate other box kind of thing. But full life isn't everything feels good all the time. Full life is I am walking through and working through the fullness of my experience, which includes hard things and uncomfortable things. And so to hear you say my, my goal and my heart is to give people the courage and strength to face those hard things so that they can have that full life that like my heart beats in that same way with you because that that really is where the rubber meets the road or we we see jesus show up in the middle of our pain and shift things and transform us and we trust and we lean in and say okay i'm gonna i'm gonna get in the ring i'm gonna face this hard thing that i've been in a box for however many years i'm gonna work through that because i want healing because i want more of you yeah and and which brings more beauty you know like when you when you watch those feel-good stories it's like the person who's been through the hard stuff right and it's like and that they still choose to keep living and they still choose to fight for themselves and their healing like that's the powerful story you know and so I think that provides a really neat testimony to be able to say like maybe my life isn't perfect but I've chosen the hard thing because it's worth it. Yeah, and that's where you see the, the beauty arise from the ashes, that phoenix kind of. And we, we see that in the resurrection. I mean, we're coming up on Easter and we see that, right? There's this death that happens, but out of that death comes this full life. And so there's something mysterious about the hard things that, that feel like death that bring about the new life. And I think that that is what counselors get to be part of yeah that's really beautiful yeah yeah and there's so many people who have experienced that that like talk to people who've had good experiences in counseling you know mm-hmm. it you can you can real have their hope you know like I don't know how this is going to go but I see that it helped them and I see that they're different than they used to be and so maybe using their testimony is enough you know hope in yourself to be able to like take that first step I have one more question for you and kind of from your own personal perspective even, but as you've gone through counseling and training and, and walked alongside some people now, what do you know about the character of God now mm-hmm. that you've learned from that process? He is so faithful. His faithfulness is insane to me. And uh, I'm going to have some clients who have gone through really, really difficult things. And... I'm at a loss, you know, I, I can sit there and I can navigate, you know, hey, I can try these things, but as a new counselor still, you're feeling like you do want to fix it for them, and so remembering that 
I believe there are three people in the room, in the counseling room, that it's not just me and the client, but the Holy Spirit is there. And I, you know, my supervisor said she had like a corner where she called it her God corner. So when she didn't know what to say, she'd just look up at her God corner and just like seek the Lord in it. And so I feel like I've seen where I'm like, I don't know how this is going to turn around, God. I don't know how they're going to, they're so angry. I don't know how they're going to release that. And I, I try my best and I ask for wisdom and, and the counseling, but then God's just faithful. Like he just does the thing. And the person who's super angry and super angry at him, like starts to soften. And it, the, the only thing that can happen, like reason for that is God. And so his faithfulness, his like presence to be near to the brokenhearted, like that promise is true. And so I've seen it to be so true. So it's a really neat thing to be able to see his love and his unchanging, you know, that he made these people and he loves them and he wants them to be in relationship with him. So it's really pretty beautiful to, to see it. And it, and you don't have to be like with going to counseling, like if you're mad at God, it's okay to, you know, go to a Christian counselor and deal with it. Like, they're not going to tell you how you need to feel or whatever. They're going to give you a safe place to deal with that stuff. And so, and if you don't want to talk about God, like, ethically, they can't really force you to. And so, like, it's, it's, it can be a safe place. Just because you choose a Christian counselor, don't feel like it's going to have to be one specific way. Um, so, anyways. Yeah, those are great thoughts. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your heart with yeah. us and giving us perspective on something that is so needed and sometimes cloudy in the Christian space. And so I think you brought us a lot of clarity today. And I'm always grateful for getting to see the heart of God and the love of God expressed through you. It's pretty powerful. So thanks, thanks for being with us. Thanks. We love you all. And if you have questions on counseling or would like resources, Christian counselors in the area, those sorts of things, we do have uh, those available. So let us know. And we look forward to hanging out with you next time. Mm